Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Sally and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Okay. All right. We're back. <laughs> I've been we really, sick. You've been sick, and now all of a sudden I'm feeling sick. Did you do this to me? Is it because Did you sick? make this happen to me? Listen, I only wish I could. No, you no, come back a little. You come back a little snarky after a little, your illness, you know, huh? Recovering. So I, I was sick for a couple of weeks. So I apologize. We did not do a show. We wanted to, but I didn't want barf on my mic. Right. So. Your high fevers. Yeah. and You were hallucinating. I was man. I'd love to do a what's in Marco's mouth while you're hallucinating. You Maybe next time, huh? Mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an orange slice. No, no, it's mushrooms. Um, I w- can I just mention one thing, please? Our podcast is up for a Canadian Comedy Award. And it's an, a category that's open to the public. We should have been saying this for weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> voting closes we'll say this. It now, which is wonderful. This, Listen, you got, you got one and a half days yeah. to vote. So yeah. go to CanadianComedyAwards.org and then register. You don't have to pick one of the unions. It says there, if any, just hit if any, and then vote under the best audio series category, Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. And we, we don't ask you for much. Huh? This is no. not a fundraising drive or no. anything. We're not, the one thing we ask, if, you, if we've given you a recipe that you've been inspired by, if you've eaten something because of this show, if you've drank something because uh, uh, Marco uh, shook it in a way that made you excited, if, you've, if we that pissed little you vote, off. Will, and even if we pissed you off, especially maybe if we pissed you off, that little vote will go a long way for yeah. us and do some nice things for us. So thank you so much for that. CanadianComedyAwards.org. O-R-G. Yeah. We're happy to be nominated. Don't get me wrong. Just happy to be nominated. Yeah, so vote for us. Yes. Now, Ali, uh, I have – I'm not going to necessarily make a drink today. What I've decided to How do – How interesting, given yeah. that you have about 11 uh, types of booze right in front of yeah. you there, and yet you may not make a drink. We had a listener uh, contact us and say, you know, ever since I've been listening to your podcast – I want to start a bar in my house. I want to start making drinks. Oh. I want to. I don't have alcohol. I love it. But I want to start drinking. I want to start making drinks for my friends, for my guests, because sure. it sounds so. It's exciting. the equivalent of stocking your pantry, I guess. Exactly. Right? He wants to stock his booze pantry. She. She. And what a sexist monster! Well, I, don't, I don't want to say, but I'm glad I'm pointing the you, uh, hashtag me too finger at you uh, <laughs> in this moment because you always you. I'm always the one on the other end of your finger. What's happening here? This is terrible. Does that sound wrong? Yeah, on the other end of your finger. And yet when my finger touches your lip during our uh, final segment, you're always unhappy. Yeah, it doesn't make me happy. So uh, having said that, she had said to us, or she had said, said to us, listen, I'd love to know how to start my bar. So I'm like, this is a great question. So for anyone who's like, you know what? I want to know what the basics are I should have. That's what I'm going to talk about. That's great. And I think um, this is great for people who sort of move out for the first time. Or people who have lived, you know, I mean, the same thing happens in the food world. Like, you just sort of, like, float through life and then you realize, like, I don't have 
the basic spices to have sort of like a a repertoire. Yeah. Right. So this is I think this is a very good idea. You didn't you kind of surprised me with that. I thought I was getting a drink with a lot of booze in it. But uh, anyway, this is great that you would do this. Time will tell what you're going to get. So here's my advice. If you travel, think duty free. Mm. This is a great way to set up your bar. Getting booze at the duty-free because oftentimes it'll be cheaper than if you buy them in your local liquor store or place that sells booze. Yeah, Not everyone has that luxury. So here's what I'm going to say. Start with the one, two, three, four, five basics and start picking the ones that you prefer to drink. Mm -hmm. When I talk about the five basics of a bar, think bar rail. What What do restaurants and bars have on their bar rail? What are the alcohol that is most often used, that the the bartender needs it close at hand. And I would start with vodka. So many uh, drinks. should absolutely be there. A lot of people put that in their freezer as well. What do you think of that? I think that's great. If you like your vodka extremely cold, nothing wrong with it. It's not going to freeze. It would require very, very low temperature to see alcohol freeze. Um, and no industrial kitchen has that kind of low temperatures. We're talking about like science labs and stuff. Sure. So vodka. Pick up a vodka, and it doesn't have to be an expensive vodka. I would recommend not getting a flavored vodka. Just get a regular. Yeah, absolutely. Flavor it yourself. That's what I'm going to sure. say. Is the Yeah. Uh, I would recommend, if I might. Please. As a Canadian. Yes. If you're a Canadian listener right mm-hmm. now. Iceberg vodka. Okay. As far as a clean, clean vodka that goes so well in so many drinks and you can't detect any you know, flavor, like a real neutral. Sure. I, I really think it's so uh, clean. It's, it's great. It's weird to call it delicious because it's like almost tastes like nothing, but it's, uh, it's good. That's where I'm going to say you're wrong, my friend. No, I won't accept. If you talk to Russians, Polish people, they will tell you that vodka has... Its own flavor. It does. I feel like it's an aftertaste. Yeah. I, I feel like it doesn't do anything at the beginning no. in the mouth. And yeah. Not everything has to happen at the beginning. Sure. All right. <laughs> Certainly, oftentimes, if you listen to the show, you know that it. It really doesn't get going. It, until, until I stop talking. Yeah. Really. Until I start getting involved. Yeah. yeah. So, vodka. Uh, Alini's yeah. recommendation is iceberg. Iceberg, yeah. I like a sp- also cost efficient is the whole thing. You don't have to have the uh, Belvedere's and the Grey Goose and no. the whatever else award winning vodka. My 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 buddy did a thing once. Yes, he filled a bunch of uh, Sky uh, vodka bottles. This yeah. is back when Sky was something sure. special. Uh, with like Smyrna, I, I don't know what it was. It was um, some some random run of the mill sort sure. of uh, very cheap vodka, and not one person. At a party of, I don't know, 18, 20 people could tell the difference. Fair. And uh, so if you're not, a, you know, some people just want it for the status, but if you want a great vodka and not expend, not break the bank, iceberg. You don't have to break the bank. I agree with you, especially if you're mixing it with things and you're not drinking it straight. I wouldn't worry too much. Yeah. I like a Stoli. I'm not a huge fan of Absolute. Yeah. I think that one has a real forward tasting taste to it so you taste it forward you taste it at the end you taste it nine months later not my favorite okay so we start with i would say start with vodka is one of your one of your basic bar essentials okay i'm gonna take a little photo sure stoli stoli okay then gin yes all right fun game to play with the kids fun drink to have with your grandmother 
Uh, we did a whole thing on gin, remember? <laughs> we did a whole thing with about gin uh, in the past. So listen to that past episode where we do gin and tonics and we get really into gin. Yeah. But once again, I don't think you need to break the bank with the gin unless you're someone who really loves gin and that's sure. your thing. That's where I would spend the money on our bar rail. The one that you really like, that's where you spend the money. If sure. you're just getting it to complete your bar your basic bar, then just get a standard gin. And something I like to do is, for example, mm. this is a perfect example. I have a Hendrix at home, which yes. is about a $50 price point for yep. us. And then I also often have a Boodles. Oh. Uh, Boodles is like uh, very good, but it's about $30. Right. Uh, but another great uh, gin, like nobody complains about. But then I've gotten into gin, so I've gotten like, so this rhubarb gin and Ooh. this uh, seaweed gin. Still haven't opened it, yeah. uh, these things. You sounds know, these gross. Are for, like, well, of course it sounds yeah, yeah. gross. That's why I bought it. Sure. The excitement of this gross-sounding gin. <laughs> it might be terrible. You know, I just Bay of Fundy. Uh, see, I just got I got caught up in the hype. Sure, uh, you go to the airport in Halifax, you start tasting stuff, yeah. and you just all of a sudden you're you're buzzed after seven tastings of various, and you're walking out with two hundred dollars worth of uh, yeah. Especially when they're at, when they set up that kiosk and you're at the airport, yes. you're like I made it on time, going to get on my flight. Everything tastes better in those yeah. moments, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, but a, a nice shout out to Liquid Assets, which okay. is a place in the Halifax airport that uh, that gets me every time in a, in a good way. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, here you have a Hendrix, which I feel is like a, a, a terrific gin. I have the Hendrix because my wife likes Pim's Cups. Yes. And I think we were using the Hendrix for that. So we'll we'll do a Pim's Cup on one of our shows as well. But a beef eater gin, like you said, a simple $30, $26 gin will set your bar proper. Now I'm going to go to the next liquor that I think should be on it, which is a rye whiskey. Uh, Canadian rye. I have it to have Crown Royal, CC, whatever you want as a as a rye. Weiser's would be my choice. Weiser's great. Weiser's. Copper Creek, I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah love sure. it. So it really depends on what you're in the mood of. I just happen to have this, and I think it's because, once again, it's an airport pickup. Right. So that's that one there. And, uh, you know, all these drinks, oh, I'll talk about the mix in a second, okay? So... There's three of our three of our booze. My favorite thing about Crown Royal, did I ever tell you this? The no. drummer, rest in peace, from Pantera. Oh, he did. He had a he had a pool shaped like this bottle, and the Crown Royal is in cursive writing, property of Vin Paul. It's cursive. These were steps. This this top of the bottle Beautiful. was where you stepped into the pool. Yeah. You can live your dreams, folks. There you, you go. Can really, <laughs> you can become everything you want to be. Where do you sit on the rye spectrum? You like rye? Not I like thing. Weiser's quite a bit. Okay. See, somehow I've fallen out of favor with mm. a bit. I, it tastes like a cheap drink for, with no disrespect to no, the no. Canadian club manufacturers. But uh, I really i am a big fan of Weiser's. The amount of Weiser's that I can put in a mixed drink and, and not even taste it that much. You know, it's uh, I, I like that. Uh, I think it's an essential to a bar. There you go. Rum is my next pick. Of course. I got a Havana Club here once again. Depending on what you like, I prefer a dark rum. Generally speaking, on the rail, it's going to be a white rum. Yeah. Uh, I say it's your pick, whatever yeah. one you want. Rum gets a little bit. I mean, if you're a fan, if you're not a fan, you could just just sort of have sure. a whatever, a, you know, Bacardi mm-hmm. White or something. But if you're a fan, you have like white rum, you have dark rum, you have spiced rum, you have spiced white, spiced dark, mm-hmm. then you have aged two years, aged yep. eight years, añejo, you know, these vintage yes. uh, like. Uh, yeah, it gets uh, if you you could stock your rum the way I'm stocking my gin right now. You could you know you could get 
I, I have like a Kraken. Love Kraken. And uh, sometimes I'll have one of these uh, aged uh, eight years, sure. ten years rum, and that's it. And I, what I do is, uh, you know, I was telling you like the gin, I have the Boodles and the Hendrix. Yep. The rum, I have like the aged one and then a Kraken. It depends who's asking for a drink. Yeah. Some degenerate who's not going to notice the difference between anything. And, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just have a rum and Coke. What do you, you don't care. No, no, you don't. You want to sit with me and sip on a, a rum with two two pieces of ice in it. You know, two rocks in it. Now, now we'll get the age yeah, yeah. stuff out. Yeah, that's there's always a degenerate that comes to visit, I mean, right? There, oh. <laughs> I was for many years that degenerate. So, uh, for your bar rail, my friend, do not get a spiced rum. Okay, just get a plain rum. Uh, it'll mix with anything. Do not use Malibu as oh, your. Oh God! Oh God! You know, like I vomited Malibu. That's what that old God was about. That's, oh, not, God. Fun. No. that's not fun. And what rounds off our bar rail or our bar drinks yes. is going to be a scotch whiskey. Okay. I'm out of scotch. So I just pulled out the Irish whiskey I have. Okay. But usually I do have a scotch whiskey somewhere. I just didn't happen to have very, it. So I'm just, I just pulled out. Very disrespectful. I'm sorry about that. Scottish my... to just put Irish and Scottish in the same category like that. You're right. Marco. Any Scot, any true Scotsman listening or Scotswoman listening. all our Scottish yeah, listeners. They're going to be like, what? You can't. You can't. That's apples and, and, and apple crates. Never mind another fruit, what you're doing here. But I just use that to, to show you. Now, so you've got, you've got this, right? You've got these five things. You have friends over. What do you need with this? There's only one thing that you need that will go with all these drinks, and that's soda water. Soda, yeah. And sure. you say, hey, can I mix you a drink? Uh, uh, vodka soda, rum and soda, gin and soda, rye and soda, mm-hmm. scotch with a bit of soda on the side. What would you like? So I ask you, what would you like? I go, uh, I go tequila soda. Tequila you soda, go, you son of a. Now nah, listen, I've got tequila upstairs. <laughs> okay, I can get okay. It. But for I, me, for then me, you say, my so, rail. So you've got a degenerate who does that. Yes, who exactly. says to you, "I want tequila." Yeah. Like, Sorry, I've only got the basic bar. What, what can I get you instead? Would you like rum? Have, uh, okay, because it's soda, I would have the Crown Royal and soda. Right. I feel like that would go uh, very nicely. All right, so Crown Royal is what you're going to get. Ice, okay. Ice is great. So Thank you put you. ice in a glass. Yeah. If you have a jigger, which is the only other thing that I would tell you to get, which is a measuring cup. But if you don't, even a little shot glass, you can use that as your measure. And I think people are reluctant to do that because it's like, what are we in a bar? Am I, you know, charging people? But the reason to do that uh, is for your own safety. You know, if people have driven to your house and this kind of stuff, you know, you want to have some, there should be some, and I'm no, you know, I don't have like a safe serve or whatever it's called. I haven't taken bartending Smart class. Serve. Smart serve, right. That's how little I know about it that I named it incorrectly there. But I, I think there should be – you just never know. Somebody goes out and uh, and gets in an accident, their fault, not your fault. You can at least, you know, like, well, I know what happened in my home. Yeah. I served that person three glasses. What they did later, that's on them. But sure. I, you know what I mean? So I, I think there's, there is some value in having that. For me, the reason you use a jigger is because you get a nice ratio of alcohol – to whatever you put with it. And I always go ounce and a quarter. With you, I might go an ounce and a half because I know your particular style of drink that you like. You like a little bit uh, more alcohol forward. If you don't know, you have a guest, ounce and a quarter or an ounce, you cannot go wrong. So I put an ounce and a quarter of rye here. And now here's where I say caution. Ask your guests how much soda they like in it. Mm -hmm. So, or just go light on it. Or put the soda, that's me opening the soda, on the side. Now, knowing you, you're not going to want me to go heavily on the soda. Fair to say? That's right. All right. So I'm going to do 
what I think is going to be the perfect drink for you. That's so that's good. where and I'm going to stop, right? right? So that's your drink. Basic bar. You tell me how that poured, if that if I got if I got it right with the soda or if I should have put perfect. the soda on the side for you. Perfect. There you go. The only problem with this drink is that it's early in the day. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> and this could set me up for disaster. But otherwise, great drink. The only Enjoy. other thing that you might have to get from the from your grocery store to complete your bar set sure. when people come over is a lime and a lemon. Yeah. Because some of these drinks may require each. The one uh, or one of uh, a squeeze of either. Yours does not. I would not put lime or lemon no, with no, the no, rye. No, no. Yeah, of course but not. if you had rum, <laughs> if you had vodka, you had gin, I would add one of these. If you had any of the whites... So the clear liquors, lemon or lime might go sure. really well with it. Now, if you're stocking your bar just for, hey, somebody might show up one day, a friend or two, I think this is great. But if you're stocking up for a party, the thing that I do is definitely like 10 limes. Yes. Right? Because somebody's yep. on, in there and they go, hey, man, let's uh, let's make some, I don't know, palomas. Let's make sure. some uh, margaritas. I mean, now you need a lot of limes and, that, you know, people get a little creative in your kitchen. And, um, and pre-cut those limes because you, those limes. you're going to have a degenerate that cuts a lime in half and uses half a lime. Right. The other thing I, could, I would say is if you're having a party, you could set out these basic drinks yeah. with different mixes. So you could put soda. You could put ginger. You could put Coke. You could put cranberry. You could put orange juice, that is. And your guests can make what – they could make a screwdriver. They could make a cranin, cranin – uh, uh, like they could make a Bay Breeze or a Cape Cotter with a vodka. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Ginger, rum and Coke. Like you just put those sort of mixers out yeah. with your basic bar and there's going to be something for everyone. What do you think about this? My wife is a big fan of the two liter bottles of soda because of the uh, cost, uh, you know, low cost nature of those. I have turned towards the small bottles, the small cans. I okay. Need, the tiny cans. Yeah. You know tiny cans? Yeah, totally. I just inevitably you get these two liter bottles that have only been half used. Yep. They're flat now; they can't be reused. You're dumping it out. I mean, so it's like, yeah, you saved money, but you wasted money as well. Whereas those cans, pretty much every drop. And you're talking of them about the two hundred and fifty milliliters. I'm talking yeah. exactly about that. I really like that. I like that. What that does at a party. I find people are drinking less soda. You have the odd, uh, you know. Uh, the odd friend who's like just hell bent on getting diabetes and they're still drinking rum and cokes and tall glasses sure. and stuff. But in general, I find like people, you know, maybe it's my age, maybe it's my friend's group, whatever it is, but I find people are having a lot less of sweet drinks. So the two liters, I don't know, it's, got, it's going by the Here, wayside. Here's the thing, you're both, you're both not wrong. Couldn't call us right, could you, no. Marco? Not for a See, second, could you? Here's the thing. If it's going to be something that you will then use going forward, oh, that's the difference. Then, then those small bottles are great because it's like you know what, whatever doesn't get consumed, I will use because I like Ryan Ginger, so I can have that as my mix on a night when I need a drink when I come home from work mm. or whatever. I'm watching a great show and I want a drink. Um, if you're having friends over, like you said, that there's these people who like to drink Coke with their rum, and you find that you're not a big Coke drinker. You could get the two-liter bottle, have it there. Whatever gets used at the party, great. The rest gets thrown away. You're still saving money on that because you're not paying for those small bottles, which are more expensive than, like your wife said, a two-liter yeah. bottle of Coke, right? I mean, look, I don't generally drink any Coke. I don't have any sure. soda anymore. But I, there's something about the look of those cans that, that I think like. is a little bit more yeah. sexy. Yeah, I agree with that, too. So you're both not wrong. Uh, it depends on the party you're going to throw. How's it's just, that? It's very funny to see, you know— uh, it's very funny to see where people spend yep. their money. You know, I go to buddies' houses. They've got, 
the the big gray goose. You know, yep. it's like a, a liter and a half of the gray goose, and then they have a soda that says ninety nine cents sure. right on it. It's called ninety nine cent soda. Yeah. It's just the most generic soda. I don't know. I don't know. You the other thing too, the- if you're gonna buy expensive mixes, because you can buy those fancy tonics for your gin and tonics, mm-hmm. you can buy more expensive uh, sodas and all that, then I would have someone bartend. I would have somebody who's going to pour the drinks, whether it be yourself or a trusted friend. Because the the problem that you can face with that is one person, let's call him or her a degenerate, is going to open up that ginger ear, which costs you two forty five a bottle, yeah. pour a little in their glass, and then leave it on the side. It's going to go flat or not get used or not going to cap it. People are going to be scared to use it. And there, two forty five for one person's drink, and they've only used you know three ounces of it. Yeah. Whereas you can be like, what can I get you? Want you want a ginger beer with uh, with vodka? Great. I'll I'll pour that. You pour it. You cap it. You're ready for the next person. Yeah. And you don't have to have them all out. All your mixes out, you can have them underneath the bar, and then you pull them out as you need. That's fair. I mean, I don't know if anybody has those resources to have, like, you know, an actual bar where somebody's behind. But if you do, that's a great idea. No, but it doesn't even have to be a bar. It could be a simple table. That's fair. Yeah. It could be just, like, you know, set it up in the corner of a room. Yeah. And then that's where the bar is, and you just ask your guest, what can I get for you? Let me make it for you. No, no, I'll make it for you. All is good. And you make that drink, and yeah. you make sure you cap your 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 side drinks. Yeah. And that's a basic bar. Basic Marcus bar, rum, uh, scotch, whiskey, a rye whiskey, specifically gin yep. and uh, and vodka. The only thing I'm missing is tequila. I would really have tequila You would there. say tequila. Yeah, I would have, um, in particular, I would have an Espolón Reposado in there. Most people will go tequila blanco, tequila blanco. Sure. But I find, and again, again, it, this is me because I love tequila. And I have a like a $90 bottle of tequila, right. Casamigos at home also. Sure. That is like I've never been offered that when I was at your house. Just uh, that is new. That okay. is a new thing. I wasn't making when we first met. I wasn't sure. making as much money. Okay. So uh, yeah, no, I've got that, and I, it's you know what it is. It's like yeah. a this is a añejo, like a vintage. Sure. So it's like drinking. It's almost it tastes like part rum, part tequila, and you just have a few sips, and you yeah. feel the warmth, and not in any part of your body. Are you needing any lime or salt mm-hmm. or anything like that? But now, that's if you're not get crazy and have a college party with sure. your buddies. Now you get blanco and you get salt and lime and doing shooters, buds, whatever kind of crazy things you get up to. Listen, you're not wrong. If tequila is going to be something that you're going to have or you feel your guests are going to have, that should be incorporated in your basic bar. Yeah. Just like if bourbon, so people in the southern United States might say Canadian rye. Is not going to be no, part of you my. You got to have wild turkey. Though, I'm going right? to have wild yeah. turkey yeah, or Jack or some sort of bourbon. Baker's Mark, maybe Basil Hayden, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. If that is important to you, sub out the Canadian rye for bourbon. That's your basic bar. So your add-on is tequila. My add-on, and I might take the scotch out. Fair enough. Is that crazy? No, not at all. I, actually, if it was a if it was a run-of-the-mill scotch, I would keep it in. Sure, uh, but uh, like a what? Like when you're talking wrong? I'm talking like a Johnny Walker, Doers, Black, or sure. Doers, something like that. Valentines. But, but you, if you're having people over, it's very social. It's a little odd to have you know a hundred dollar bottle of scotch, some sort of like Glenfiddich or one of the Glens. But that's not a Glens basic bar, and, exactly. Right? You're right. You're right. That's right. that's when and you're you know like, what? I'm the right guy for this conversation yeah. with you because I'm forgetting. I forgot what basic bar means. No. Yeah, that's because you're not a basic person. 
That is a compliment. Yeah. Do you know that you're yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 I, I, know, was, I, I thought you were delivering that in a way that was insulting. No, no, I delivered it in a way that sounded <laughs> insulting, but it was actually a compliment. You know what you are? You're not basic. <clears throat> You're like a nice it. guy. Um, yeah, so that's the basic bar. And I, I encourage people. And here's the thing. You don't have to run out and buy all five. Start with the two that you love the most and then add on. Yeah. It's your birthday. Tell people, you know what I'd love? I'd love a bottle of Havana Club or some rum. And then boom, you set up your bar. You've sure. got it. Those yeah. words, what can we bring? Yeah. Hey, I've got a lot of everything. This is what I have. But I could use bottle of tequila yeah. if you bring it. You know what I like doing? You said something. go to duty free. Yeah. Uh, I, I like uh, I like buying bottles when uh, there's something free attached to it, like yeah. a glass. Yeah. I love that to have like, you know, I, I at one point I had four Canadian club glasses. It's great. These beautiful yeah. rock glasses that have the word Canadian club on it. And you're like, oh, I'm a man. Look at me. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, right now I got an Espolón the other day and it comes with this glass. It's like a Paloma glass. Sure. And my wife was like, well, this is your favorite, you know, sort of everyday tequila. Not everyday, but, you know, regular right. tequila. Why don't you get, like, three bottles, four bottles, and then you'll have a set of glasses. I was like, man, this is why I married you. Yeah. You're the best. It's great. I love that, too. Like, if you get to drink uh, a good uh, bourbon or scotch in a proper little glass or a liqueur in a, in a tall Oh, you. Yeah, you're a tulip. very glass guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. And l- listen, if you can get a little bonus when you purchase your alcohol, whether it be, like you said, glassware or, let's say, a, a flask little... I've seen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like your flask sure. says Canadian Club on it. I mean, now you're going to, you're just, you know, starting your path down towards being a homeless person just <laughs> by celebrating flasks. But but I don't know. Well, you never know. Speaking of flasks, yeah. remember we did our Kentucky Derby picks a, yeah. week, a few weeks back? Oh, my God. It just happened. Yeah. Do you know who won? No. Do you remember our picks? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I wrote where you have it somewhere. No, no. I don't oh, remember. We have to research it. Anyways, oh you God. let us know if we... <laughs> We should let ourselves we know. Should, man. We oh, are off to and, and 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 actually. So, uh, are you? Do we feel good about this? Yeah, have we're we done. Landed we're this? done. We're, we're more than great. Done. We're more yeah. than done. Yeah. Well, I I loved. I thought this was great. And yeah. uh, thanks to the listener. Who? What was the listener's name? Lucy. Lucy. Thank you for that. That is great. I think that'll be useful for many people, mm-hmm. uh, including myself. Well, Take a get picture back of your basic someday. bar and send it to us on our Instagram account. Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, podcast podcast drink because we'd love to see that. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we missed the Derby results. We also missed Cinco de Mayo. Oh. And what I'm making is actually, it's very Cinco de Mayo-ish, uh, but it's it was actually inspired by the last time we met. You talked about uh, how there's almost more avocados than human beings in uh, in, in Hawaii. Yeah. And you said we, we just, it's like apples, right? Yeah. There's just so many different types of apples, but you don't know until you're in a place like Canada where you can be, oh, there's like 10 different apples. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Avocados, you were saying there were so many. So I realized we haven't profiled Ooh. the avocado oh. on this show. It's one of my favorite things. So let's get uh, let's up. get some of my stuff in here. Yeah, everything's here. So my goal is to t- to to show people how quickly you can make this thing. Okay. okay. So first of all, avocados, right? You, yes. You get whichever avocados you like, whatever avocados are in season, whatever avocados go well. Uh, once they're smushed, which I believe is most avocados. Yeah. I think an avocado is meant to be smushed. It's meant to be smushed. I feel like, you know how you have a basic bar? Yeah. Uh, your basic pantry should always have nacho chips in it. Okay. The best quality possible. Okay. And uh, and you should be buying avocados. And you know how avocados go. It's like uh, hard, 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 hard. 
all soft at once. We need to make guacamole. So it's like often a process where it's like, man, uh, they were rock hard yesterday. Now I've got uh, five soft avocados to deal with. So this is something you should be able to do. And I'm going to make this in real time. Yes, he has all the ingredients here. All the ingredients are in front of me, like Marco with his drinks. I'm inspired by you on this one. Oh, my God. And the idea is that... um, I want to show people how quickly you can make guacamole. There shouldn't be any excuses. Right. I'm going to make it 100% from scratch. The only thing I've done ahead of time is rinsed my cilantro, Okay, which you should always do, by always the way. Always rinse your cilantro. I heard one story once Oh no! about these unscrupulous uh, Mexican, um, you know, uh, whatever you want to call them, agriculturalists or okay. whatever they are. They have these people working for them. They don't let them take breaks. Oh, no. So these guys <sighs> will go take a dump in the field. Right. And uh, my guess is they're not washing their hands no, before coming not. back to sure. their, the herbs, you know. So right. always wash uh, your herbs well. You just never know who's at the who's at the other end, uh, you know. What a horrific short story you just told uh, us. Yeah. Okay, there you yeah. go. Anyway, this is <laughs> Marco <laughs> swears off herbs for the rest of his life. Oh man, um, not just the not just the, the the green, but the person too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah people named Herb. You're I out. just uh, they yeah. don't they don't wash their hands. Right. Um. The other thing I wanted to to, to, to impart, you know, to very be very clear about, Uh-oh. is that I'm making. This is what I do. If you remember my lentil soup, I go across India, Pakistan, yes. and I take the best of the best, and that's my lentil soup. I don't care about like, nah. In, sure. in Punjab, we do it like this. Yep. Not in South India, we do it like this. I take the best that everybody's doing. You and pan it, that shit up, right? I pan it up. You pan it up. Yes. Okay. So this is a uh, a. I guess pan Caribbean, pan Love Latin. Uh, but isn't um, guacamole a Mexican? It is. Okay. So, but I am going to put garlic in here, oh. and that is heresy to some people. Right. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about heresy when there's people in the streets putting yeah. mayonnaise in their goddamn avocado. <laughs> That's their, fair. Their, their, That's right. F- yep. So don't talk to me about. Nope. So if you don't like the idea of guacamole having uh, garlic in it, great news. You call it zaboca because in Trinidad. Zaboka is uh, is is it? Well, it actually is avocado. That's what it means. It's an avocado. Oh, zaboka is how you say. But you make this choka, and choka is like sort of a mashup of uh, avocado, and they always use garlic. The Trinis use garlic in everything. So I'm going to make it this way. Do yourself a favor. Try it once this way. You don't like it? Go back to your. Listen, I can't talk more highly about garlic. It's antimicrobial properties. Yes. It's anti-vampirism properties. Um, it's one. it's it's great. Okay. So I'm going to start. You have a timer. Let's do. Yeah. This. Yeah. Let's. let's I also want to say this while you're timing. Yes. Am I timing you? Time I'll time me, you. I'll time you. Okay. Yeah, so wait, wait. Me. Hang on a second. And I, I got to pull start, my phone. I got this sharp knife. I I, I and I'm not going to move fast. I'm not going to try to be like a crazy chef here. I just want to show people how in, in just a few minutes you can have an incredible. No, you're looking at your phone like you just got a text that says. No, no, I'm trying to get my timer. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop watch it. Okay, but before you do that, if you if you grow roses between each rose bush, plant yourself some garlic. It'll keep the aphids and other nasty bugs away. All right, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. I'm ready to hear more about garlic if you want. One, go. Okay, so first thing we do, we get the nice hard knife, cut through. Jesus Christ. Okay. We cut through. <laughs> Mark, a little bit of an over-exaggeration. Listen, when Marco. I drop ice, it's all know, the end I of the world, right? It. It's so funny. I was going to talk about the technique okay. uh, involved with getting the pit out of the avocado. Right. First time in my life, the pit just falls out on its own. When go. has that ever happened? So what is that technique? That if, technique if, is taking the knife yep. 
and 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 hitting it, tapping it into, but with some authority. You yeah. can't have it slip. Yeah. Tapping it with with some authority into the center of the seed, giving it a little twist. Using the heel of the knife Using or the, the base the that's closest to the handle, the sir. The knife. The heel of the all right. knife. Okay. Don't be a jerk. No, I'm trying to. In case we have degenerates <laughs> listening. It's all about these degenerates today. <laughs> so many degenerates. So, so little many time. degenerates. You know who you are. So yeah. right now, I've cut this avocado. Right. It's so funny that I have the world's best knife around. For only that. That was literally Oh, that's all you needed for? Okay. I, I can take the knife away if you want. Uh, well, actually, no, you don't want to have to mash some yeah. garlic. I that's one minute. That's one minute so yeah. far. Okay, but I'm also yammering. I'm yammering. Yeah. So we're going to take, we're going to, dis- we're going to, you know, okay. subtract. Well, he's, yammering. I'll describe what he's doing yes. so he can not yammer. So, so far we have a avocado that's been halved and we both have, both halves in a little bowl. Uh, a three-footed bowl, which I think is a proper guacamole bowl. Now he's taken the garlic and he is mashing it with the with the top third of the knife. He's kind of going back and forth, back and forth until it becomes paste-like in its in its. You uh, should be a sportscaster. Let me just put that on. Record. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of the derby, now he's <laughs> slicing the remaining parts of the um, garlic that may have been a little bit too big to make into his little paste, Correct. and now he's pasted it up. It's now going into that same. Guacamole bowl. Now he's taking a lime and cutting it, I would say, in thirds. So not down the middle, but rather off the side. That's about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know why, right? Because you, you you sort of don't know how much lime juice you're going to need exactly sometimes. Right. Sometimes you need to add more later, and you don't want to just sort of blow out all your lime. We're at two minutes. And just a reminder, you mentioned this, I think, last week. When you go to pick a lime, don't pick the bumpy limes God, or no. the pimply limes or whatever you want to call them. Uh, pick smooth limes because they contain more juice, right? That's that a tip from correct, you? My all right, friend. All right. That is correct. So now, what do we have in there? We've got lime and mashed garlic. Next thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to take my pepper sauce. Oh, and if you want the recipe for the pepper sauce, listen to episode two or three. I can't remember, but look it up and you'll see uh, we do a whole whole episode on that. Pepper sauce is in there. I would say about a half uh, teaspoon of pepper sauce, would you say? I I would say uh, somewhere between an eighth and a quarter. Okay, there you go. how How you roll. Right. Now in the pestle, the mortar and pestle, he's put in some sort of dried, dried spice. What is that? It is cumin, my friend. Cumin, okay, nature's gonna, nature spice. Nature's, We're so, at three minutes. Oh, that's great. And I'm doing this, uh, you know, as I said, scratch. Now, if you have powdered cumin, feel free. But nothing beats this. And if you want to roast the cumin beforehand, oh, man. in a dry pan, and then do this, great. So I put in the mortar and pestle. A little bit of cumin. I'm going to say again, like we really don't need too much. Again, like an eighth of a an eighth of a of a teaspoon. teaspoon. There you go. Okay. Then you've got salt that oh. still has to come. Uh, and he's Very using important. kosher uh, kosher sea salt actually. Right. So it's a it's a thicker grain than your iodized uh, salt if you use or you see yeah. in a restaurant. And you use a little bit more than you think you would need. Too. Okay. Now he's taking what looks like cilantro Correct, to me. My friend. Uh, and I'm gonna. Just slowly, because we're on such a fragile, fragile bit of furniture here. Sorry about that. No, no, oh, not at all. Oh, yeah, holding it makes a big difference yeah. for me. Thank you. And what would you call what you're doing there? You're just I'm, chopping? I'm mincing. Mincing, thank yeah, you. I knew there was yeah. a special term for it. That's quite a bit of cilantro, more than I would have expected. Well, that's because you don't know what to expect. Oh, fair enough. That's because you don't know a good thing when you see it. 
how much would you say how much cilantro that's we're at four minutes my friend yeah okay so what i'm going to do is now first mash them up with a fork these pieces of avocado it happens very he's, easily because of the lime juice on there he's actually piercing them he's not quite mashing now yeah, he's yeah, mashing now i'm mashing first you pierce right first you pierce now i would have had a look if it was up to me this would have been a bigger bowl i'm surprised you're not using the mortar and pestle I could absolutely do that. Okay. My concern there is like a very, very cumin flavor in there. Oh, I see. Because you know, yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. And so, look, this is just one avocado. If you have more, you put it in a big bowl. Yeah. And um, that's it. I'm continue to mash. You can continue to entertain people. Yeah, and I noticed no tomatoes in there. It's not yet. just not yet. There's not yet. tomatoes and there's onions are always there as an option. Okay. I'm not doing that today. There you go. So it's just. The featured flavor in this dish is going to be the avocado, followed by, I would say, the cilantro and hints of cumin. Is that safe to say? I think that's safe to say. All right, five minutes, my friend. And I really wanted to do this in five minutes. And five minutes is, and I would say this was a five-minute thing. Because we take, we subtract time from my yibber. We do not subtract jish. any time. No, nope, I'm not subtracting any time because I've got it on timer and I'm going to stop it when you're done. So tell me when you're done oh, and man, I'll tell I'm you. Exactly. Done. All right. And He's put it in the bowl. Hand. At five minutes and 21 seconds, it took you to make this fresh, no mayo, no oh, carrageen bean, no uh, citric acid, no things I can't pronounce, xanthan gum, you're nothing right like that in there, my friend, you're right? right? On, brother. You're right so, on, all those things. And I will say this, and it's hard for you to see this as I speak it, but the color of this guacamole is truly a vibrant green. I agree. Yeah. And you can smell it in the studio. It smells fresh. It smells, there's notes of spice and garlic and avocado. What a a great thing to make in a windowless room. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay, so now it's time for you to crunch. All right. You may want to do that off mic. You do it however you feel like it. Yeah, I'm going to try to do it off mic. Oh, it's got a great, great consistency and pick pick up with the, like it's not um, limp and... Like sliding off, right? It, it's got some stay to yeah, it. Yeah, it, no, these are good avocados. I uh, I spared no expense on these, my friend. Now you tell me about that garlic flavor, and if you feel like that's offensive to you. Look, we all know you're Italian. I'm Italian, so <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be I, you, it's gonna be hard to offend me with garlic. Right. This is great. I love it. I think the garlic only adds to it. Yeah. And Too much cilantro for you? No. Not at all. So next time, shut your mouth. How Listen, about that? I, I, I said that because I wanted to know how much cilantro do you think you used in there? I, it's hard to say. I think, you know, for one avocado, maybe maybe two full, um, you know, sprigs. sprigs with the stem and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe three if you like. But, man, come on. Like at a party? Is that not a party starter? That's... Okay. This is my guacamole. This you is what I make. Have, the only thing missing is yeah. I'll mince up maybe, uh, I would say, a teaspoon of red onion. Not yeah. a ton. Not okay. a ton for one avocado. But as you, you know, as it winds up being much more than that. This is the perfect accompaniment to a basic bar. You have a party. Yes. You make this. In fact, I would, I would say this. Have your basic bar out. And make this in front of your guests. You can yammer with your guests. Yes. You can make this. Have them chop of this. Have her chop of that. Yeah. And then together you make this beautiful guacamole. All you got to do is put out the chips. Yep. Have some avocados on the side if you need more. And your party's ready to start itself. You're right on the money. And so the the other thing that I've called a party start in my life was that mint and coriander chutney, which I know that you enjoyed too. Yes. And that's another thing that when I was catering in people's homes – 
yeah, I could have made that at home. Sure. Would have saved me some time. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have had to bring my little uh, mini uh, robot culinaire, my mini right. blender with me, you yeah. know? Uh, but where's the fun in that? You bring it, people immediately, you're like the Pied Piper, but with mint and cilantro. Oh, what are you making? What's going on in there? And then they, as soon as it's ground up, people smell it. Now you've got a conversation topic, and once you start eating it, People feel connected to the process, and it's amazing. And that is an incredible suggestion about uh, guacamole as well. Anytime Ali pulls out his robo culinaire, there's a party <laughs> that's going to happen. That's, that's the first time I've ever heard that. A robo. Yeah. Robo culinaire. I'm going to use that tonight. I'm going to use that as much as I can. Um, Ali, that was fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I plowed my face full of guacamole. It yeah. was great. It was great to see. It was great to see it in real time. Five minutes, that's all it takes you yeah, to yeah. make this. And uh, the reason I, I, I wanted to make it in real time mm. to show people that with fresh ingredients, it's not like, uh, oh, who knows where I'll get right. the ingredients. This is all widely available stuff. Okay. Uh, this is all stuff everybody can do. I didn't use any special mm -hmm. techniques or anything like that. Mortar and pestle you don't have? That's okay. You can use ground cumin if sure. you want. Uh, it's always great to yeah. you know grind it in the moment. Like if you think of black pepper, I always try to, uh, people think, uh, does it really matter? Mm -hmm. Just think of black pepper in a little packet yep. from a fast food restaurant versus freshly cracked. Sure. I mean, that's what we're dealing with, right? So it's always better to, to grind it. But otherwise... Um, it's just so it's not missing anything. No. This thing is not lacking anything. As I said, maybe the onion, maybe the tomato, not even. Like it's you know. You're What's gonna... nice about this too is like let's say you're making this fresh at the party while people are there or arriving. You can do one bowl that has cilantro, and if you have guests who don't like cilantro, you do one bowl that that My doesn't. My sister-in-law, we give her a mint. We make one that's mint for her. She has a, an well, the, allergy, actually. A proper the avocado allergy. with mint. Yeah, we oh. do a, a mint uh, guacamole, basically. And again, now we're going to get into a place where people go, if it has mint, that's not guacamole. Right. Call it whatever you want. Yeah. But it's delicious. Yeah. Same thing with this Zaboka guacamole hybrid. Uh, now, I will give full credit about the cumin to, with regards to a, a chef named Suvir Saran from New York City, who I assisted one day at a bookshop in Montreal. Uh, my friend Jonathan owns a bookshop, uh, a cookbook store, basically. And uh, it's all books about food Amazing. and cookbooks. It was called Bon Appetit Cookbooks. I have to. I think it's still Bon Appetit Cookbooks. Nice. But I think Bon Appetit, the magazine, was ready to take action against oh, them. So I feel okay. like they changed the name. Anyway, I'll get that name out, and uh, and we'll give them a proper hashtag. But it's Jonathan Chung in Westmount in Montreal on Victoria Street. If you're ever there, he's got a great shop. The cooking classes in the back. So I helped this New York oh, chef, man. and he told me that he start. I think he started putting cumin. Uh, but he would roast it, and he would grind it. He would right. put it in there. And there was a Mexican friend of his uh, who lived in uh, Miami, and he was visiting her, and he made, with the ingredients she had in her own home, he made her a guacamole. And Amazing. she goes, what did you put in this? He said, oh, I put, uh, put you know, garlic. and no, Not garlic. He wouldn't have put garlic. Right. But I put this, 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 this. She goes, no, no. I make guacamole all the time. My mother has the best guacamole until right now. What did you put in there? What oh. is in this? And then he was like, oh, yeah, cumin seeds, but I roasted them first. And she's like, that's it. And that made all the difference. And it wow. blew her mind. Somebody who'd been eating guacamole her whole life. Would so you say she loved her mom less after he tried? I would say she uh, she never spoke to her mom again. That's how that story ends. That'd <laughs> Once be great. Again, another sad short story. Yeah, yeah. Well, both equally horrific. Huh? One had uh, diseased hands, and one lost her mother. Oh wow! Speaking of equally horrific, it's time <laughs> for my least favorite episode or segment. 
Get the blindfold, uh, bud. Oh, I have it outside. Okay, I'm going to grab that now. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Okay, are you good? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I can't see a thing. Oh, what I got cilantro taste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. You're going to use that as an excuse? No, I just forgot where my water is. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now you're hearing things, which is not good. But anyway. Are you going to put this in my hand or directly in my mouth? I'm going to put this in your hand. Oh, amazing. It's been a while. You've been sick. I want to have some sympathy for you, buddy. I know that uh, times have been tough for old Marco T. Yeah. So let's uh, let's put this in your hand. Okay. Oh. It's Ah, it's, That's what I expected you to say. It's kind of wet. You wanted it in your hand, I mean. Um, it is long and leaf-like, but almost fern-like, almost like, uh, okay, can I eat it? I mean, that's the idea okay. eventually, yeah. I swear, I thought it was going to be dill, and it's not dill at all. <laughs> it's tough when you commit to an idea in your head before you have any idea what it really it is. It felt like dilly, dill in my hand, like fresh dill. Well, that's uh, that's a mistake you made there, Marco. Who told you to think that it was something? Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I taste a lot of chlorophyll. It's very green. It's got a pepperiness to it. What's, what's thin and peppery? I know this flavor. It's not great on its own. You've got to use it with stuff. Okay. Time for more? Yeah, please. <laughs> right after he says it's not great on its own, eat more on oh. its own. Oh, man. I know if I saw it, I'd know what it is. Okay. It's. Uh... Well, we might have to test that in a few seconds. Okay. Oh. It's peppery. Like, it's a peppery green chlorophyll-rich um, plant that I'm eating here. <laughs> What's peppery like this? Gosh. Yeah, it's peppery. Uh, It's not celery. It's not dill. It's not. It's got to be something that you can get all season long. It's not thyme. It's not. um, What can you get like this? What can you get like this? Um. I think I've stumped you, bud. Yeah, it's like the top of something. Um, I'm going to say carrot tops. I don't know what else to say. Carrot tops. Okay. Can I look at it? You can look at it. Oh, it's... it's, um, You still thought it was dill? No, no. It's a a sprout of some sort. It's a... I was hoping to hear the word sprout. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no, I should have said sprout. I thought you would have gotten yeah, sprout. No, no, because I, I I grabbed too many at the same time. It's a sprout. It's a pepper sprout. So picture uh, you make a sandwich. Yeah. Maybe some sourdough bread, yeah. toasted, buttered. Put some turkey slices on there. Put a cheese, like slightly creamy cheese, like a Havarti. Some mustard. There's only one thing missing from that sandwich in my mind, and it is watercress. It is a, a, a microgreen like this, a baby. These are baby onion sprouts. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. you'd get the onion flavor. Yeah, I thought you'd say the word sprouts. No. I was fifty fifty on this one. I'm like, he might go, oh, these are onion sprouts. 
but alfalfa sprouts, onion sprouts, uh. there's broccoli sprouts, there's all different kinds of things. These are baby onion sprouts, so they got a little bit of green onion flavor. So I would have gone with if you had green onion sprouts. I, uh. I would have. I, yeah, I was ready to be flexible. Uh, the fact that you have no palate, I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not on me, right? That's fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Onion sprouts. Up I, I, I got to give that to you. Like yeah. it was like it threw me off in so many directions. Sure, yeah. sure. And this is something available in your local grocer. So I'm not like a. I'm not being a, a your local jerk. grocer. Your local grocer. No. No onion sprouts. Literally your local mine. Grocer. You went to mine. Yeah, now? yeah. Oh. That's where I called you from earlier. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I got some on my head now. Oh okay. man! Now what? Look, that was great. <laughs> well, for me, for you, I mean, not so much. No, yeah. you need to, you need to onion step up sprouts. your game. Onion yeah. sprouts. Okay. So, set up your bar if you haven't. Hopefully, even if you have a bar, you've yep. got an idea of some basic drinks you should always have. Yes. You know, as you become an adult, don't be like I was when I was in my 20s. Gin. If you drink gin, you're not coming to my house. Right. That, you don't need to be that person, right? You be open-minded. You stock that bar. Yep. These things last for ages. And the time that you do have somebody there who would love gin, you're a hero. Exactly. For example, I'll, I'll, I could be that person. As far as guacamole goes... You want to call it Zaboca Choca? You yep. go right ahead. Sure. Uh, you want to call it, call it, if you're flexible and progressive-minded enough to call it guacamole, you can do that. Add a little bit of mashed garlic. Half a clove Done. is what I added yeah. here for one one uh, avocado. And add some cumin to your guacamole and see how this, this gets lights, uh, lit up. We'll have the uh, the recipe, obviously, yes. on our um, on our sites, our various sites from the where, where the podcast is. Yep. And finally, set up your robot cal- Culinaire. culinaire, okay. You okay. needed to get that in. Yes. That was not that. Finally, was uh, was uh, baby onion sprouts or yes. any type of sprouts. Get them into your life. They're fantastic. You put them in salads. You put them in sandwiches. Uh, they'll light you up. And uh, and and do buy a robot culinaire if you have the opportunity <laughs> to do so. Next week's show is going to be a little bit of a departure. We're Very not exciting. gonna. We're not going to be making anything, talking about or shaking anything. We're going to be talking about a very controversial topic, which is weddings. And, and and food therein, and booze therein, booze. and and etiquette therein. So if you're getting married, or you've been married, or have no plans on getting married, listen to next week's show. This show is for everybody, huh? You can hate on weddings with us, or you can you can detest the things we're saying about weddings that were just like yours. Thank you so much. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>